Moving into hour number two, what's going on? Welcome to the program. Good morning, good afternoon. Maybe you're just joining us. I am Jim Rome. Great to have you here. My thanks to Ross Tucker, who just came on. We have not yet broken down the college football playoff and the selection committee and the Final Four, which we'll get to a little bit later on this hour. If you want to hit me up on the phones, I've got one line open. It's toll-free nationwide, 1-800-636-8686. But, as promised, we are joined right now by a linebacker for the L.A. Chargers. He is in his first season with the Chargers. It is his ninth overall in the NFL, having a big year, 76 tackles. He's got a sack. He forced a fumble on the season. Yesterday, he had a game-high 10 tackles. The Chargers shut out the Patriots. They host the Broncos next Sunday. We are joined right now via Zoom by Eric Kendricks. Eric, it's great to have you back on. Thanks for making time. How you doing? I'm doing good. A little, little bit sore after yesterday's bloodbath, but um, I'm happy. My man, you beat me to it. I, I'm telling you, I was just going to say, I'm really curious, after you grind out a tough dub, you fly back across the country. I was going to say to you, how do you wake up feeling on Monday morning? Like at this juncture of the season, how do you feel mentally and physically as you and I speak right now? I'm not too bad right now. You know, I feel like I, I definitely get have, a, have some fatigue, but I think at the end of today is where I start getting really tired and really sore. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a physical game, and yesterday was, was definitely a physical game. I got to think, dude, the win helps. It might not fix everything, but if you're going to go to all that trouble, make that trip, you come back with a win, that's got to help a little bit. You know, when you play as big as you did, you had 10 tackles, you picked up your first sack of the season, team first, of course, but do you feel like maybe you played your most complete game as a Charger yesterday, personally? Um, I think so. I think that yesterday, you know, I just was feeling really grateful pre uh, pregame and, um, I feel like I've been that the whole week I was just kind of feeling feeling that kind of vibe and I went out there and 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 just you know it, it was so much fun to me. I feel like it was raining the whole game. We knew what kind of game it was. Like no one could catch. It was balls were slipping everywhere and it was just like we know we knew it was going to be a defensive game and and I feel like that that was one of the the better the, the funner games in my career in my opinion. Wow. How explain that to me? I mean, a six to zero slugfest. You've had a really nice career. Why would you consider that one of the more fun games you've ever played? I mean, I feel like it's just when you look at you know when you look back when you look back in twelve years you know or you know fifteen years down the line, and you look back at like dang like dang what is what are some of the cool games and you know as far as like you know climate you know, where we're at in the season, you know, where the stakes are at and just, you know, where you, where your team's at at that point. I feel like, you know, it was just good to be out there with my brothers and, and experience that, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure everyone experienced the same feeling I had. I'm a little bit crazy, but for a linebacker, you know, getting a little bit gritty. And I feel like that was, that was a cool game for me. We were talking to Eric Kendricks, you know, you mentioned that part of that is where the team is at right now. Like you dealt with some injuries earlier this year, you've overcome them. You're putting up numbers. How would you assess how you've played this year and how would you assess where the team is at right now? How do you feel about the team situation? I mean, personally, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's obvious where we're at, you know, we're not where we want we want to be, but at the same breath, you know, we have more opportunities to play. But, you know, I just want to just take ownership and, and, and you know, really get things right on my end. Um, you know, I feel like um, there's so much opportunity. And, you know, you, you get down on yourself for losing those close games early in the season. But um, you really got to you really got to flush it in a sense and just get to the next one and know that you have another opportunity to, to like play the game you love and play with the teammates who you work so hard with. So I'm just taking it, taking it in stride day by day. 
uh, practice by practice and, and um, trying to make it happen, happen in these games. Eric Kendrick joining us. You know, you mentioned the games they lost earlier in the season. There were close games. Unfortunately for the team, it's not a new thing, right? Like this was going on before you got there. It's still going on. You've been around the league a long time. It's a team with a lot of talent, a team with a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. How do you explain the team's inability to finish out those games and close those games? Clearly, if you knew, it wouldn't still be going on. But what do you make of it? What's your explanation? I mean, I feel like in in the NFL, there's always going to be really close games. And sometimes, you know, it comes down to skill. Sometimes it comes down to situational awareness. Sometimes it comes down to pure luck or like something crazy happening. But I feel like it's that belief that that anything can happen at any moment and as long as we get, you know, we have that confidence and everyone's flying to the ball and doing the right things and, and, you know, being unselfish, I feel like generally you have better outcomes. So we just got to lock in on, on those little details and, um, and just take it game by game. We were talking to Eric Hendricks. Eric, let me ask you about your coach, Brandon Staley. A couple of weeks back, you got some run nationally for going to battle for the defense after the Packers game. I'm curious, how did you and your teammates react to your head coach having your back the way he did publicly? Man, we just get back to work. You know, I feel like, you know, you could you could you could do two, you know, you can do two things. You can, you know, sit there and cry about it, or you can get back to work, you know. So let's just get back to work and, and control what we can. Hmm. Bill Belichick didn't officially announce a starting quarterback heading into that matchup. Did that impact your preparation at all? Or did you essentially know it was gonna be Bailey Zappy and just prepare accordingly? Yeah, you know, I we 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 kind of knew uh, a little bit about it, but not 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 too much. You know, obviously it was it was mentioned late, but we 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 definitely just prepared um, from an overall standpoint. We knew they had a really good, really strong running game. Um, and um, when I woke up in the morning and I saw the, the forecast and and kind of like where where we were at, I kind of. I kind of had that sense of what kind of game it was going to be. Eric Kendricks is joining us. You know, you mentioned that you had a lot of gratitude in the week leading up to that game. Can you put your finger on that? Like, is it just because of where you are in your career and your life? Is it because physically you're feeling better? Like, why were you so grateful leading up to this game personally? I mean, I feel like when when things are tough, you got to always lean on that kind of stuff. And, you know, I feel like I've had a, you know, I've had a little bit of a tough year. You know, I started off with an injury. I lost my father. You know, we're taking some loss, some losses. And I feel like, um, at that point, I, it was just, you know, it, it just seemed right for me to be grateful and, and understand where I'm at in life. You know, I'm in California again with, you know, a lot of my family and friends and a lot of support out here for me. So um, it feels good to play for, you know, L.A. again. And it feels good to, like, you know, represent my family. And that's all I want to do. Eric, when you get to this point in your life and career, family, like when you first got in, you knew that the sacrifices that your family made for you to be where you are. But when you fast forward ahead, five years, seven years, eight years in the league, how much more does family mean to you now? I mean, as it relates to your career, man, I just, I, yeah, you know, I just had my, I just had my first son, so it means more than me. It's like the circle of life is kind of all hitting me right now, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it means a lot to me right now. That's a really interesting response. Like, there's so much going on, right? That circle of life. And time goes so, so fast. You know, I mentioned you got your first sack of the year. Uh-huh. Speaking of sacks, lest anyone think that Cleo Mack is no longer the sack master. He had another big game. He had a pair of sacks against the Pats. That's his fifth multi-sack game of the season. He leads the league with 15. What have you taken away from your first year playing with him? I mean, is there anything you learned about him that you didn't already know before you got there? I mean, I feel like... It's just so it's just so cool playing with him on the field, you know, when you when you feel that presence. Um and it's just uh, you know, he doesn't ever do too much. You know, he ever he never he never really tries to do too much. He's very unselfish player. He knows his role. He wants to do right, you know, he works hard, like just the just the right things and, and that's why good things happen to him, you know. It's 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 no it's no surprise at all. 
You know, Eric, yesterday's win keeps the Chargers' playoff hopes alive. As you get ready for the Broncos on Sunday, I mean, I get one game at a time, but as you approach that game, is the mindset kind of like, well, in a way, the playoffs have already begun. Every single week now is one and done. Every single week now is a one-game season. Every single week now is a must-win. Am I putting too much on this, or are you going to approach it that way? I know I don't think you're putting too much on. I think it's very it's very real. You know, like take a step back. You know, that's that's the situation that, that it kind of is. But um, just remember, you know, you know, I just gotta remember remember, you know, as well as the people on my team, is that you know, everything we've done to get us in this position that we're in. You know, to you know, to make it to college, to play in the NFL. You know, it was just kind of like you have to you have to band together with your teammates at some point. You have to find motivation within yourself. And you have to get the job done, period. You know, whether, you know, stakes are going to be against you at times. You know, things are going to be stacked against you. Adversity is going to hit. And that's why we're in the position we are today, um, able to fight for this kind of opportunity. Right. Let me ask you about one more teammate and I'll let you go since you mentioned your teammates. What's, do you, when you talk about milestones and you see Keenan Allen get his 100th reception yesterday and he did so with a quad injury, I mean, like this guy's just done it year after year after year after year. As somebody who's been in the league in a long time, how much appreciation do you have for him, the way he goes about his work and the numbers he puts up? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Keenan Allen is just a complete thug. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just year after year um, since I was in college. Um, he's just been handling his business. He's made some of the craziest catches I've ever seen in practice, which is like, you know, I've seen a lot of great receivers in practice and a lot of great work work ethics and work habits. And he's right there with, with everybody. And um, it's cool to watch. You know, it's cool to it's cool to have competed against him since I was in college and a couple times in the league. But now that I'm his teammate and you see see the kind of numbers he's putting up and, and you know, you know, and Keenan Allen and Khalil Mack, you know, these guys have been playing, you know what I mean? And just seems like they're just getting younger and younger. So it's, it's pretty cool uh, to see these these numbers being put up by them. Said we like everybody watching right now, everybody listening right now, I would say 99.9% of this audience will never understand what it's like to do what you all do. The way you just laid that out, like that's a guy that I competed against in college. That's a guy that I've known since college. I mean, dude, the bonds, the battles, the camaraderie. Can you explain what that life is like to people who have never put on a helmet before? Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just a sweat, blood and blood and tears. You know, I feel like there's people who really, you know, there's real injuries that happen. There's real, like, you see people overcome obstacles. You know, you see people rehab injuries. You know, you see tons of stuff that's, like, mental and physical, you know, and it involves not only, you know, everyone else around them, but it affects them. And you see that, and you go through that with somebody, and you experience that with them on the field, and you experience that within the locker room. And it's just, it's unlike, it's you know, it's, it's a fraternity. It's unlike anything um there, there really is, and, and I think that's why, you know, football players fall in love with the sport. What's Truly. more intense, the highs or the lows? Like, are the highs higher than the lows or low, or are the lows always going to be more intense than the highs? That's a great question. You know, I feel like this is, you know, when I, when I was playing, when I was trying to decide between baseball and football in high school a long time ago, I feel like the reason why I chose football was because um, I felt it more. You know, I felt I it it affected me more how I felt about like, you know, I always obviously cared about baseball wins and losses, but there was just so many more games and so many more, like, we're, you know, we're, we're just so much more going on. Whereas football is like, you work a whole week with the people who you're closest with and you really try to get this win. And when you win, it feels so good. And when you lose, 
it hurts everybody so bad. And it's like that that was what I kind of got addicted to it at a young age. And, and that's probably why I chose football. That is an awesome explanation. Eric Kendricks joining us. Eric, listen, as I mentioned, that's a tough game. A cross-country flight first thing in the morning on Monday. You're joining us on the show, man. I really, really appreciate you and your time and have that conversation, man. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. Great interview. Thank you. Great interview, dude. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's fun. I like that. That's real. That's, that's like some insight that you ordinarily could never, ever get by somebody who's played the game at a very high level for a long time and still is. Eric Kendricks joining us. That was fun. I'm going to agree with him. That was a great interview. Great conversation. 1-800-636-8686. All right, before we go to break, before we go to break, let me set this up. We've done both our interviews, and they're both great. So we're open the rest of the way. I've got a lot of things I want to get to, including the college football playoff. Did the committee get it right or wrong? In fact, Jack Savage... You know how it is that when the committee goes around the table and then they talk about certain teams and then the AD or somebody who's got an affiliation with that team and the topic of that team comes up, that committee member has to leave the building or at least the room. It's kind of like you, Jack Savage. We're about to get to the topic of the college football committee and whether or not they got it right. And since your granddad is on that committee, I'm going to need you to leave the building, yo. Just be careful, though. There's probably 8 million Floridians waiting for you outside because of what you X'd. He was on Twitter last week saying, hey, man, if any of you have a problem with Grandpa and what Grandpa's done, you're going to fight me. You're going to get my hands. It's a fight. It's a fight. All right, so I've got all that coming up. Hit me up right now. Call 1-800-636-8686. My thanks to Eric Kendricks, Ross Tucker, Clones, now it's yours. Go ahead and do what you do. Do you have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're miles away from home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts Shop Referral Program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click Find a Repair Shop to find a reputable repair facility or service center nearby for your repairs. You want to get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Monday is an ATP day. Ask the pros. Will you clones get to ask me a question? Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. So go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit a question there. I will answer one or more of them later on. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I just saw somebody on TV looking around. I'm like, wow. If the fam still existed, we'd be going round and round right now with a new member. Fortunately for him or her, the family no longer exists. All right, let's get into the CFP. Jack, get the hell out of the studio. We're talking about your family. Exclude yourself. All right, dude, you can sit there and take it. Hey, Michigan man. Sorry. 
sorry, but you did not get to lead the show today as much as you think you should have. Even worse, you don't even get to lead the college football take today. Because somehow, college football has managed to drum up a controversy even more controversial than Michigan's magical season of scandal. If you thought that people were outraged about Connor Stallions, head on down to Florida right about now. Check the temperature down there. Seriously, Jack, I know you have skills. I know you can handle yourself. But I hope you're ready to fight half the population of Florida right now because it feels like half the population of Florida is ready to let their hands go. When Jack Savage said that he would defend his granddad and the rest of the committee's decision on the Final Four, I'm thinking he was not expecting this kind of smoke and this kind of heat. And listen, Seminole fan, I get it. I do. I totally understand why Seminole Nation is beside themselves right now. Again, no Power 5 team has ever gone undefeated and been left out of the playoff. It's an all-time kick in the stick. It's got to feel like Jack's granddad and the entire committee and the entire sport just wound up and blasted FSU fan right in the package. They got absolutely screwed. And they have every right to be outraged. Of course FSU got screwed. Of course they should be outraged. They did everything they were supposed to do. They went undefeated. They won their Power 5 conference. They scheduled up out of conference. They had success out of conference. Of course they should get the nod over a one-loss SEC team. They got screwed. Period. And they should be infuriated. Except I'm not. And the reason I'm not is I could see it coming from a mile away. Who couldn't? Besides the Knoll, the Knolls, and the Knoll Nation. Of course the committee took Bama over FSU. Of course they took the SEC over the ACC. Who didn't see this coming? Most deserving has nothing to do with this. This is not about most deserving. And even worse, it's not about what happens on the field. If it were about what happens on the field, FSU would be there. It's not about most deserving, and it's not about scoreboard, obviously. It's about money. It's about network ratings. It's about the committee wanting a full-strength Alabama squad against a full-strength Michigan squad. They flat-out liked Bama at full strength versus Michigan at full strength better than they liked Florida State with a backup quarterback versus Michigan. That's why we are where we are. That's why Florida State got screwed. It really is that simple. They liked the matchup better both on paper and on the field, so they made it so. And if you didn't see that coming, you have not been paying attention because somebody was going to get screwed. Somebody was always going to get screwed. And in this case, it's Florida State. And why do I say that? Why was somebody always going to get screwed? Simple math. Four playoff spots, 
five power conferences, somebody was always going to get jammed. My surprise is it didn't happen sooner. That's the biggest surprise. Not that it happened, but that it didn't happen sooner because the math is all jacked up. Simple math, but it's all jacked up. Obviously, what you do on the field doesn't matter or Florida State would be in. In fact, since what you do on the field doesn't matter, why stop there? Since what happens on the field doesn't matter, why not just put Georgia in instead of Washington while you're at it? Anybody who has paid any attention to this sport and this system knew exactly what was coming. The committee was never going to pick against Bama and the SEC when they had an injured starting quarterback to pin snubbing Florida State on, right? Yeah, right. Because the committee was not going to invite Nick Saban to the Nick Saban Invitational. The hell they weren't. Oh, my bad. You know how when the committee reaches a point where they've got to talk about that one committee member's school? Jack, you got to go, dude. You got to go. Actually, you know what? I'm too far into this. You got to stay. You got to stay. I should have had Jack Alt leave. Too late for that, Jackson. You might as well stay for the rest of it and get ready to fight the entire state. You don't even need to go to them. They'll come to you. Jackson? Hey, listen, the fact is, the system, the system is every bit as much to blame as the committee. In fact, more so. More so. A system that the Power Five agreed upon. A system built to screw somebody over. Again, the music was going to stop and somebody was going to end up without a chair at some point. Four spots, five conferences. And one conference that clearly gets preferential treatment. The system was set up for somebody to get jammed. Somebody was always going to be pissed off. This time, it just happens to be an undefeated conference champion. I know why they're angry. They have every right to be angry. Just don't confuse the four best teams with the four most deserving teams. Or the four most entertaining, juicy matchups with the four most deserving teams and matchups. Again, most deserving doesn't mean bleep in this system. I'll tell you what matters. Money, eyeballs, ratings, sex appeal. That's what matters, not most deserving. Most deserving doesn't mean anything. If it did, FSU would be in. And if this is where FSU fan runs in and says, well, where does it all end, Rome? If we're going to ignore undefeated conference champs and just put in sexy teams that people want to watch, why stop there? Why not just snub Washington and put Georgia in? To which I would say, concur. Washington's lucky that didn't happen. And don't get me wrong. They've played great ball. But they're lucky it didn't happen. It happened to Florida State. Why couldn't it happen to them? There was nothing stopping them from doing that. And this is why the whole current system doesn't make a lot of sense. And never has. And never has. We've just been lucky as hell that it never came back to burn them until now. Which is why we should all be glad that this system, as we know it, is coming to an end this year. Which is the big kicker for Florida State. It could have already been over. It could have already been over. 
if some conference commissioners did not delay it and flex out of pride so they can push back on the big bad SEC and the Big Ten, it could have been over already if some commissioners hadn't done that, including ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips. He turned around and called the snub unfathomable. Hey, that snubs a lot of things, Commish, but unfathomable is not one of them. Brutal, yes. Unprecedented, yes. FSU fan might even call it unfair, yes. But unfathomable? Yeah. Something can't be considered unfathomable if you can see it coming from a mile away. Not only was that not unfathomable, it was actually the most predictable thing ever. Which is why nobody needs a smirking red ass offering fake condolences to Seminole Nation. Nick Saban acting all surprised and humbled and honored to get invited to the Nick Saban Invitational is rich as hell. The red ass never looked less red assed in his life. Because he knows he got a hell of a deal. But he knew it was coming, right? He knew better than anybody how badly FSU just got screwed. And that it was going to go down that way. This is why Saban acting like, oh, I couldn't sleep a wink the night before. Oh, I had no idea. I couldn't sleep until I knew my fate. Man, that to me is like the biggest lie ever. I bet that dude had his best night of sleep ever. Because that team getting the nod over FSU was the biggest lock ever. Even if it was the biggest jam job ever. It was both. Just don't tell me that guy didn't sleep. Because he didn't know that was going to happen. He knew. Most of us did. Probably slept like a baby, man. Probably reached over to the nightstand, grabbed a couple of little Debbies, munched them all up, went to sleep, woke up feeling like a mill. Because he knew. He knew. That's my take. Yes, they got screwed. But how could you not see that coming? And how did it not happen sooner? 1-800-636-3776. 1-800-636-8686. This is the epitome of reaction. Y'all have a take. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Lanier Messenger is in first. I'm not surprised Alabama got into the field. After all, they're on TV more than leave it to Beaver. Reruns. They're on TV more than leave it to Beaver. I can't stress it enough. Florida State did everything they were supposed to do. They did everything that they were supposed to do to get in. They're undefeated. They won their conference. They overcame all adversity. They scheduled up out of conference. The SEC had a down year. They were 7-9 and nine out of their conference against Power Fives. They were 4-6 and six against the ACC. Florida State did all the right things. They're just not as attractive a commodity, right? They're not as sexy. They're not as buzzy. They're not as hot. They just did what they had to do. They just did what they were supposed to do. They did what they were led to believe that if we did this, this, and this, we'd be guaranteed to get in. How do you take a school with one loss over a school that's undefeated? That's how. Because they can. And they knew, frankly, and, and I'm not even saying they're wrong about this. Of course Bama looks better on paper and on the field. 
Yeah, but Florida State's more deserving. I agree with that too. But more deserving has nothing to do with it. They put in who they want to put in. To which Mike Dornbell said, well, then why even play the games? Right. He's right. Why even play the games then? What's the point? That's right. That is right. Then next year there will be expansion and this won't happen again. There'll be somebody pissed because no matter how far out you expand, somebody will always be pissed. If there's 12, number 13 will be pissed. If there's 16, number 17 will be pissed. But however, one thing that will not happen again, an undefeated school from a power five is not going to be on the outside looking in. But then again, it could have been like that this year. At page Skipper 282 writes, it's clear that the college football playoffs, quote unquote, is about who you are and not your record. Yeah. Tell me again, tell me something I didn't know. That's right. The shock is not that this happened. The shock is that this didn't happen sooner. They almost made it to expansion without ever getting burned or having this. You know, the other thing that I would have said over the years was, oh, man, they love this. It's conversation. It's conversation. This might be one of the conversations that they don't love. All right, so we'll take a short time out, and you can get into any of this, all of this. In fact, you better get into any of this and all of this. It's a good topic. One of the best. 1-800-636-8686. And no, I've not forgotten about your Matt in L.A. reaction either. I still have that. We can talk about anything relating to the college game, anything relating to the pro game. Iowa. How about Iowa getting shut out? Also very predictable. Just as that bar that guaranteed free beer until they scored, getting worked was very predictable. How do you not know better? It's in your own backyard. How do you not know what you have in that team? All of that still ahead. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Clones, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original old-fashioned. Teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags. So you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper with your beef. All right, let's open it up. Let's roll some telephone calls. Every line is lit. I love to see that. Why don't we start in Central Florida? Todd, you are first up. Todd, what's going on? How are you? I could go with the ACC-SEC record. I could go into common opponent. I could go into point differential, but I won't because clearly nobody's listening. You don't know Florida crazy. What the hell? What the hell? Rack him. <laughs> My man. Rack him. That was awesome, actually. I could get... have fun with that, Jack Savage. Have fun with three million of those. Guy goes, I can get into this, 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 that, and the other, but I don't care because nobody's listening. You don't know Florida crazy. That was a great call. Yes and yes. 
He's right. No one is listening. Nobody cares about that. Like I said, most deserving is out the window and went out the window a long time ago. I'm not sure most deserving ever was a part of the equation. And you're right. We don't know Florida crazy. Like I thought I did, but maybe not. Not until this happened. 1-800-RACK-HIM. Make sure he's racked. I like that. I, I came this close to giving this guy a golden ticket. 1-800-63. Because you know what the smack off needs? Florida man. Or Florida woman. Florida person. 1-800-636-8686. All right, so we've heard from Florida. That didn't take very long. Let's go to Alabama now. Here the other side. Patrick in Alabama. Patrick, what's going on? Hey, Jim. I don't know what the Florida guy's looking, but they had one common opponent at LSU. Tell me what LSU's combined opponent win percentage. They're nine games under 500. You don't even have your starting quarterback. You beat a pedestrian three-loss LSU uh, Louisville team that just got smoked by Kentucky, which Alabama boat raced. There is no way you can – most deserving doesn't matter. It's the four best teams. I mean, it is what it is. I don't understand why people are thinking that job. And if, you, if y'all think Florida crazy, come on over the state line and Alabama shows how to get a mud hole stomped in that behind, brother. My man. I got to rack him too, right? If I rack Florida, man, rack I got to rack Alabama, man. Y'all think Florida's crazy. Come on over that state line and get a mud stomping. Now we're getting somewhere. Wow. Savage said to me, I hit Savage last night with y'all, bro. Have fun with that. He's like, you know what? Better to deal with Florida crazy than Bama crazy. <laughs> he, you got to admit, Patrick, who got the invite, sounded even more hostile than Florida man who didn't get the invite. A Bama fan, let me also remind you, as you're going off on like opponents and LSU, this is not a like opponent, but let's not forget, as impressive as it was that you ended George's winning streak, Let's not forget how hard you had to struggle against Auburn, who got hammered the week before by New Mexico State. Don't act like that didn't happen. That's part of your resume, too. Bama fan being offended that Seminole fan is offended. I'm serious. I'm sorry. As team content fan, that's me. I am absolutely amused that Bama fan is offended, that Seminole fan is offended. Well, you want to talk about some arrogance and a sense of entitlement. Who the hell do you think you are to think that you have a right to be in instead of us with our one loss when you have no losses and you're a Power 5 team? If Bama is that pissed that they got in... Could you imagine the way they'd be acting if they didn't get in? And the committee, if the committee had it in them to leapfrog Florida State and put Bama in, man, why not go all in and just put Georgia in too and leave Washington on the outside looking in? Man, then we would have had a topic. This is fun. No offense, Florida State fan. I'm still with you. I think you have every right To be infuriated. I do. I feel badly for you. And I know why you're angry. You have every right to be angry. I'm just not surprised. Did anybody not see this coming? 
Did you really think that committee was going to sit there and not find the most attractive matchups? Man, it's business. It's business. They have contracts to negotiate. They have rights fees to negotiate. You don't think they're going to try to put together the most attractive matchups they can? Florida State, frankly, isn't that right now because they're not at full health. Full grit, man. Tough team. Hard-nosed team. They did everything they were supposed to do. You know what they did? They did everything they were led to believe that you were supposed to do. And come to find out, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. The games obviously don't matter if a once-beaten team is in. Yeah, well, yeah, but if Florida State went, they'd get their asses kicked. Yeah, maybe. But don't they deserve to go? Well, no, Rome. Use your own argument. Most deserving has got nothing to do with it. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Come to find out, it is a beauty contest, isn't it? That whole rap about, oh, college football is not. College football is not. College football regular season means everything. No, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. Florida State's unbeaten and they're not going. Yeah, but, 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 it's going to be so much better with Bama in there. Yeah, right. That's what the committee decided. It is going to be so much better with Bama in there. They're better, but they're not more deserving. And round and round we go. All I'm saying is, well, that, thank you, Albie. The shock is not that it happened, but rather that it didn't happen sooner. I don't think you need to be a physicist to know if there are four spots and five power conferences, somebody was going to get reamed at some point. And it's Florida State. Damn, then they almost made it. Almost made it to expansion without this thing happening. But it got them. Let's go to Hoboken, Kevin. Great to have you, Kevin. What's up? Romy, you are burning today. And I will tell you this. The only person... Kevin, where are you? Bullshit, and it's bad for you. And as a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania guy, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Cheese Steaks, Smarty Jones, Liberty Bells, and Penn State Nittany Lions, it hurt me so bad to have to root for Michigan this weekend... And then what? Whoa, whoa, dude, dude. I could have sworn he said that the first time he came back, too. You don't like that car. Oh, oh, man, there's getting comfortable. And then there's being way over the line. Yeah, I, I am burning today. I am on fire today, but that doesn't give you the right to curse in the middle of the day, my man. You got way too comfortable. That, that's, but that's Philly guy. Kevin Hoboken. Hey, Kevin, no offense, dude. Bro, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. You just can't go with bull bleep on the air. If I ever start taking phone calls on the pod or on some other platform, absolutely. Believe me, I've said much worse on my podcasts. I've gone with much more offensive words on all of my podcasts. We just can't do it here. 1-800. That's why we ran him. He, he cursed. More than once, probably. 1-800-636-8686. Where do you come out on this? Let's go to Montana. Logan in Montana. Logan, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me on. I just have a few questions, mainly for the Florida State guys. Um, one, 
is, and the main one is, if you leave Alabama and Georgia both out, then we're all going to sit here and wonder, well, who really was the best team this year? And two, Florida State has a point or has a chance to go prove that they deserve to be in the playoff. So go beat Georgia. If you beat Georgia, then hey, I'm all for you. Yeah, then it does really look bad. But my guess is you're going to get throttled. That's all I have to say. I think it's interesting. I think you make interesting points. But Florida State fans can say, well, why don't we have to prove anything to you? We already proved our point. We went 13-0. Well, why do we need to keep proving our point? We already proved our point. And if you're going to say you want the four best teams, then just take the four best teams and admit that the regular season doesn't matter and that you're going to have some committee subjectively decide who the four best teams are. Big Head joins me next. You're in a 